Welcome, everyone, to a, another episode of No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts, and Chuss is back. Like, he went on an internship run. He was working, has homework. Man, he has been a busy man, but he is back, finally. Uh, he's still got a little bit to go there, I understand, with work and his internship, but he missed. Well, well, you know? luckily the internship is over. Oh, the internship's over. Okay. The internship is over. The the homework and the studying and everything else should conclude by this weekend. Because, so what I've been really working on recently has been my internship paper, which isn't for the internship. It's actually for school, so that I can get college credit for the internship. And the problem is, is this paper is ten pages long which for me, that's not that daunting, but I've never written an APA format, which might sound crazy to some of you guys because a lot of you out there have probably wondered, how have you gone you know, through high school and college because you know, you're a junior at this point? Like, How come you have never written an APA format? Well, I can tell you I've never written in it. So it's a brand new format for me. It's a very big learning process for me. And on top of that, I don't know. It's just it's just a lot to write about. There's just so much to write about when it came to the internship. So um, I feel like that's been encompassing a lot of my time. So before I even got on today with Josh today, um, I was working on it once again for four hours, I guess, maybe since 6.30. There's just been so much information with it. So I actually couldn't even record yesterday because of this crazy internship paper, which I am almost done with, guys. Don't you fret. Yeah, he missed you guys, so he, he hopped on today. And about APA format, you know what? I didn't use APA or Chicago until college because my high school teachers all said, you will use MLA every time in college. We never used MLA in college. I I don't know why, but we just never did. Everything was ML, uh, APA or Chicago. But we're done talking about homework and English and school and all those important things. It's time to talk football. And yes. – I have intentionally held back this conversation for you, Chuss. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> the Steelers versus Cardinals oh, game. Okay, okay. I thought it was going to be you hyping up the Bengals, but go no, on. No, I already put out a video hyping up the Bengals, and we held nothing back. We're going to talk about that more, but first, Steelers versus Cardinals. So, okay, so the viewers know – they, Scott Hansen came on Red Zone, and he announced that there was a rain delay. And I was like, okay, Steelers getting rain delayed. And I text Chuss. I'm like, yo, stay safe. It's a weather delay. Uh, they said the weather's really bad in Pittsburgh right now. And he goes, what do you mean? And he sends me a photo of his window, and it's like sunny and 75 out. <laughs> lives like, you live like 20 minutes away from the stadium or something, right? Yeah, so it, it was really weird because, I mean, it happened to a lot of people that I know because I was actually talking to a friend of mine who actually lives in the city closer to uh, PPG Paints Arena, so closer to a different side of the city, whereas the stadium's on North Shore. I mean, they're really not that far apart, but still very weird. But he was telling me that he was watching the Steelers game, although he is a Cowboys fan. He was watching the Steelers game, and – um he was telling me that he saw the rain delay and he was very confused because he looked out of his window and he said, well, the stadium's like 10 minutes down the road. How is it 
on rain delay, it's sunny here. And the next thing you know, it started pouring down rain. And it was the same thing here. I would be sitting in my living room and they, and they put it on rain delay. And I was like, it's drizzling outside. What is happening? The next thing you know, like within 10, 15 minutes, it's, it's hailing. It's like 30 mile per hour winds. Like everything is about to collapse on my house. Like it was unbelievably insane. But yeah, at that moment when that other rain delay happened, nothing had hit my house at that point at that point so when you said that i just found the perfect opportunity to take a picture of my window like i knew it was coming because it already had came in a wave earlier in the afternoon but i just took the opportunity to take that picture and be like what are you talking about but yeah it was wasn't 75 degrees outside but it was sunny and not raining or storming at that moment and it was still like 40 it was like 55, 53 degrees outside. It was, it was, it was warmer yeah. than it should be. They're talking about hail and tornadoes on the broadcast. And Chuss was like, I'm going to go walk the dog. Yeah, pretty much. So nice I out. mean, <laughs> I mean, it did, it did hit like a truck. I mean, it came out of nowhere. So, I mean, like it, it, it did hail and it did, you know, storm by my house, but it was just wild that at that moment, you know, the entire city of Pittsburgh didn't get hit. So a lot of fans were very confused on what was happening that we're watching from home or in the suburbs that aren't too far away from the city. Cause like I said, I'm only like 20 minutes away from the city. I'm not that far. Um, so it was very confusing, but it did hit. So I, it was a very, very scattered shower storm day, but no tornadoes though. No, no, no tornadoes that I know of. Okay. So that's good. No tornadoes in Pittsburgh. So aside from the rain delays, both of them that pushed that game into a four thirty time slot, um, a lot of injuries, a lot of not great stuff. And the Steelers lost to the Cardinals. You lost to Joe Camo's Cardinals. Yeah, we did. We so did. what happened? I wish I could tell you. What happened? Um, you I, beat I, the I, Bengals, I no problem. And then you lose to Joe Camo's Cardinals? So... Well, first of all, my friend might have jinxed us. A guy that has actually been on the show before, Connor, he actually texted me the day of the game and said this might be a trap game. And I said, don't say that. And What does sure that enough, mean? A trap game? Yeah, you know what, what a trap game is? For the people that don't know. Okay, so if, for anybody that doesn't know what a trap game is, or for you, Josh, who <laughs> might, might include, be asking the question that, that for group, not knowing. That group might include me, but just for the people okay, who don't so know. It, it's usually a reference in college sports because when a team is really good and they play a really bad team, sometimes the really bad team will upset the really good team and cause a lot of issues with playoff implications and whatnot. So, for example, Louisville played Pitt and they were ranked number 15 in the nation. I believe it was number 15. But nonetheless, Pitt was like 2-6 and six at the time, and Louisville was undefeated. Louisville came to Pittsburgh, and we defeated Louisville by like a pretty big margin, and it was Louisville's trap game. And they pretty much got mathematically eliminated from playoff contention just because of our loss. And obviously they had some other losses along the way. They didn't win the ACC championship. They lost to Florida State and a lot of things. But it's usually a reference used in college football, but I sometimes use it with my buddies in NFL football. So more or less what the trap game means is, you know, Pittsburgh being a, well, I wouldn't call us like a really good team, but we're winning games. You know, I definitely think we are the most mediocrely good team that I have seen in a very long time. And with that being said, 
we considered the Cardinals to be a trap game, meaning that we would lose that game to a really tough or really not tough team. And it could cause some issues down the road. But nonetheless, you called it a trap game. And I didn't believe it because right at the beginning of the, of the game, Kenny Pickett threw this like crazy dot to George Pickens for like 20, 30 yards. And I was like, oh, the offense is cooking today. Like this is going to be a great game. And then everything just hit the fan. Like we got stopped. We had to kick a field goal. We didn't like we didn't convert a couple of times on third down. Uh, Arizona eventually was like you know chipping away. The next thing you know, Kenny tries to go and rush in for a touchdown, gets hurt, and then big big Mitch has to go in. And uh, I I don't think Mitch cost like costed us the game or anything like that. I just think that the Steelers were just so out like outperformed by the Cardinals for some reason that I was just like utterly shocked at everything that had happened. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't like my take for saying that Mike Tomlin should be fired. Um, so to everybody out there that thinks that I'm an idiot and thinks that we all suck on this show, hi, how are you? Thank you for watching the show. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily Mike Tomlin's fault, but I definitely think this might be one of his not-so-great games to put on his resume over the 12 13 14 years that he has coached with the pittsburgh steelers is definitely not the uh the best uh loss i will say that i mean there's definitely been some uh uh some greater losses out there that i definitely would appreciate more but this is not one of them this is definitely not one of them so because the cardinals definitely shouldn't have beat us but for some reason we could not shut them down and um and yeah, so I definitely I don't know what needs to be fixed because I thought firing Matt Canada would fix a lot of our problems, but with Kenny Pickett now injured, I don't know what's gonna come next. And honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if we lose out and we don't make playoffs because it's not it's nothing against, you know, Big Mitch over here, because you know, Big Mitch might be, you know, cooking for us over the next couple of weeks. But I've seen how Mitch plays. And we're playing the Patriots. He didn't really have that good of a showing last season when he when like it came time to clutch up against the Patriots. We lost 16-14 that game. And, you know, we're playing them tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. I don't really know how Mitch is going to perform tomorrow. Um, and there's just a lot of just uncertainty here over on my end on Steelers Nation and a lot of concern because Kenny Pickett is supposed to be out for a couple of weeks, which we don't really know what that means yet. I don't know if there's a time frame out yet, but – Nonetheless, the Cardinals game very much disappointed me, and I don't think that the weather delays helped in any sense. I feel like the players got cold any point where either team would get hot at any point. Just like it would just like get cut off at that moment. It felt like at points when the game did come back, it felt like players were dropping balls. They were getting a little hurt just because they were not as warmed up as they were. They were a little stiff from waiting for you know, the second delay, I feel like, was, like, over an hour. It almost felt like. It felt very long. I mean, the game didn't end until, like, 5, 5.30, which is so, so much later than it should have been. But, um, yeah, very thoroughly disappointed. You know, that 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 is not a good loss, especially to a team that should not, should not even be in, you know, talks of, you know, defeating these winning teams, you know. We have... We have a standard to uphold here. You know, we're we're a seven and you know we were a seven and four team. You know, going in versus a two and ten Cardinals team at home, regardless of the weather, we should have won that game. But you know, crazy things happen in the NFL. Nothing is ever predictable, and things like this happen. So, so first of all, 
I had to do so much damage control because of that Mike Tomlin take. Do not. Don't push buttons. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will push buttons. Honestly, no. I, I, I hope, I hope that they continue to watch the show, and you know, I hope that they keep telling me that I suck. I hope they continue <laughs> because to... it's really because honestly, it's really funny because not. I'm not gonna lie to everybody out there that like, you know, is like a diehard Mike Tomlin fan. Like, I like the guy. Like, I don't want anybody to think that I don't like the guy. And I think he is a great coach, but I was just calling for a change because Matt Canada stunk. And at one point I just read an article. I don't know how true it is, but I read it on, um, it showed up on MSN when I was at work a couple days ago and they were considering benching Kenny Pickett before firing Matt Canada. What type of idiot would do that? I, I, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett, like, I mean, we haven't really seen because, I mean, he kind of did well against the Bengals, but he, he got yeah, hurt. What the heck know. was that? Hey, what? I don't know. Hey, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for our first ever 400-yard game in, like, three seasons. So, thank you for that, Josh, you and guys, the Cincinnati You guys Bengals got good season. for, like, a minute on offense. That was it. And then we're like, oh, no, never mind against well, the Cardinals. I, I don't I don't know. Well, also consider who you're versing. You're versing a division rival. We play you guys twice a year. Of course we're going to know you guys a little bit better than the Arizona Cardinals who we play four times a year, or once every 4 years. Yeah, but the, the Arizona Cardinals defense isn't better than the Bengals defense. Oh no, I I 100% agree. And like I don't I don't I don't know. They dude. killed you. That's guys. what I mean. I can't I can't explain what happened. Like I wish I could explain what happened, but we just like sucked. Like I don't know. So like there's just so much that went wrong. Let's talk that, about like this, if, Steelers defense first. Minka Fitzpatrick broke his hand, continued to play. TJ Watt got hurt, but I think he continued to play. The Steelers yeah. defense has been the strength of that team all year. That's how they're, they're been winning apart. games. How did Kyler Murray with J- James Conner had a day. He won that. I saw he won the angry runs shirt as well from Kyle Brandt on good morning football. He had a Pittsburgh revenge game is what he did. But what, what did the Cardinals do differently than what the Bengals did? Well, I think for one, um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously, like, you know, weeks kind of just get cluttered together. But I feel like they really capitalized on really pushing that run game. And the one thing about the Steelers that teams don't realize is we are terrible against the run. You might want to plot like James Conner, you know, obviously came back to Pittsburgh. You know, he is from, you know, he came from the University of Pittsburgh. You know, he knows Pittsburgh very well. Um, I even believe he's from like around here, if I'm not wrong. I mean, I might be completely wrong, but I'm, but he's very, but he's nonetheless, he's familiar with the stadium. He played for the Steelers coming back home. Like it was almost like, you know, like a homecoming for him more or less. So obviously he's going to perform, you know, a little bit slightly above average, but nonetheless, I think the thing that people are missing out on when it comes to the Steelers is for example, like when, when we versed the Browns, if Nick Chubb didn't tragically get hurt at the beginning of, or like in the beginning, early, middle of that game. I don't really remember what point in the game he got hurt. But when he got hurt, it like changed the game completely. But at that point, we could not stop Nick Chubb. And that is the same thing that happened with James Conner. We could not stop that power back. Like, I I feel like maybe it's the power backs that are killing us. 
But nonetheless, like we are not good against the rush. Now, when it comes to passing, we're we're pretty consistent. You know, Joey Porter Jr. has been pretty good at locking up, although he's been getting a lot of silly penalties, you know, a lot of hands and interference and whatnot, a lot of college, you know, nonsense that he's really got to work on. But um, but I, I really think that it's it's the run game. And, and I don't know how much you guys ran during our game, but I will say that maybe it what eight times total. This was a big well, issue. Yeah, so I think if you guys would have ran maybe just a little bit more and not focused so much on passing, because not only that, I think with you guys also going in with a rookie quarterback, or well, not a is he a rookie? He's it was his first NFL start. He's been in the league okay. since 2019, but he's been on practice squads. Okay. Fox so called yeah, him that, a rookie. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm not going to call him a rookie because he's not technically, but we will say I. It was inexperienced. 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 So it was his first full start. Obviously, he came in when Joe Burrow got hurt the week before. He comes in this week against Pittsburgh and obviously is still just trying to get his feet wet a little bit, you know, with passing and, you know, getting used to his team a little bit, you know, because obviously Joe Burrow is taking like 80, 90% of those snaps during practice. Mm -hmm. So when he finally jumps in, I feel like they should have relied more on the run game for that game rather than the passing game. And I think that's where your guys' downfall is. Now we know how well he did on Monday night football, and we can talk about that as the episodes go on. But for now, I think that, um, yeah, I just, I think that for you guys, I think it was the rushing and having, you know, not a stable quarterback in comparison to like Kyler Murray, you know, who's used to his team. No, that I think that's a really good point because Bengals fans are saying the same thing. Like, why are we not running? We have Jake Browning in. We need to help him. He's a backup. He's learning. Like this team. This and it's offense. not. And it's not. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not like Joe Mixon was hurt. Like, no, he it, was completely healthy. So. They had Chase Brown too. Yeah, and who's, who's also pretty okay. Yeah. Well, people were just like, at that point when we were playing the Steelers, it was, we're crash mayday. Let's see these rookies and see what they can do. Yeah. But. Um, there, during that game, we just J, Joe Mixon only ran eight times. Steelers started to crowd the line. Uh, Jake was nervous, obviously. TJ Watt is in his face this whole time, which I think might have helped him. His first time he was thrown in was against the Ravens, one of the better defenses in the league. And then his first start was against TJ Watt, which honestly, going against TJ Watt in your first start probably makes every other pass rusher in the NFL feel like cake. But um yeah, no. Honestly, yeah. But Jake impressed me so much during that game um in a lot of ways. He made some stupid throws that Jamar had to save and he ran into a few sacks. But I don't think he was necessarily the reason we lost the game. I think he didn't get the help that he needed, and that goes to Zach Taylor as the play caller on offense, which I'm not saying Zach needs to be fired. I think Zach is a very good coach, but Zach can be a very good coach and be a terrible play caller, and those two things can be true. They don't; Those aren't separate things. Or those are separate things. They don't have to be the same thing so I think Zach needs to give up the play calling but then on Monday Night Football he did a lot better with the play calling let's and let's get into Monday Night Football here 
Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And first of all, Trevor Lawrence, it sounds like he is maybe going to push to play on Sunday. Had a high ankle sprain, so it wasn't as bad as we thought, but um, definitely not great. Still going to push to play Sunday. Um, so Jake Browning, first of all, he had a like historic day, and I made a video about this and kind of had some film to show this, but I went into this game with no hope. Like, I thought we were going to lose. I mean, it was Jaguars are, were fighting for the one seed in the AFC. Bengals seemed to be on life support. That was just where I was at. Coming out of the game, we've got a bunch of cool stats with our quarterback. First stat, list of quarterbacks with at least 300 yards, 30 attempts, 10 yards per attempt, and 80% completion rate. Those are all at least, by the way. In a game this year, Jake Browning. That's it. Jake Browning is the first undrafted player since 1967, which is when they started the common draft, to throw for 350 passing yards and complete 85% of his passes in a game. The list of quarterbacks with 350-plus passing yards and 85% completion percentage in a game over the last 20 years. Tom Brady, GOAT. Peyton Manning, GOAT. Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer. Justin Herbert, decent. Lamar Jackson, decent. Jake Browning. He's in some pretty good company there. And That's just unbelievable. <laughs> That's an unbelievable stat line. And he, you might say, well, one game, one game doesn't show it. And you're right. One game doesn't show. That's what it is. But if Jake Browning can do that against Jacksonville, which has a pretty good defense, then maybe some of these other teams, like the Colts that are coming up, I originally said that the Colts were definitely going to beat the Bengals. This could be a very fun game. Both these quarterbacks could go for combined like 600, 700 yards if they really want to. I'm excited to watch this Bengals-Colts game much more than I was before that. Yeah, and you said that's this weekend? December 10th they play, yep. Yeah, so and the Steelers play the Patriots tomorrow, which I am not looking forward to that game. But but nonetheless. But when it comes to Cincinnati, though, I, I didn't really catch a lot of the game, but I was pleased, obviously, with Browning's performing performance. I think that, you know, he almost kind of like filled that Joe Burrow role, especially against a team that, you know, is very good in the AFC. And I think that, you know, I have to say it. Jamar Chase, baby. Jamar Chase. Okay. Thank goodness for Jamar Chase getting 35 fantasy points. Because of him getting 35 fantasy points, I ended up beating my boy Logan and now I am six and six, and one went away from clinching the sixth seed in our 15 man league. That also includes none other than Josh himself. And I so, clinched the playoffs like four weeks ago. But... Yes, but <laughs> nonetheless, I've been struggling a little bit here. Just I've been it. having some bad losses, but nonetheless, with Jamar Chase, he clutched up. Tank Dell was in my lineup, he got hurt, he had no points. I thought all hope was lost, but Jamar Chase came in the clutch, so I'm very thankful for Browning throwing to Chase 
a bunch of times, including, didn't you say like the longest play of the Bengals season this year yeah. was to Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase from Browning. Yeah. That play, that play was beautiful, man. I, I, that I tears, tears like walled up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. You know what? Sports get me just as emotional. I was, so. I was like, my, my dad was sitting next to me when it happened. That's amazing. And he's like, he just caught a ball. I was like, no, no, that's beautiful. <laughs> like, I did not expect that to happen. But um, does Logan listen to the show? Um, I actually don't know if he does no. or not. Logan, but, Logan's I mean, a loser. I, well, I can pitch it to him. I will be seeing him tomorrow, actually, at the Steelers-Patriots game. Tell so him. I will be going with him and two other buddies. Tell so. him he's a loser. And Our, I will not say that, but I will pitch the idea of him listening to the show. I'm not going to call him a loser. Didn't you bro. beat you beat him in fantasy, right? Oh well, yeah. So okay. he is a Maybe loser. I'll call, okay, I, well I'll tell him GG. You know what? Okay. I'll, I'll give him a okay. GG. I'll, I'll hit him with that GG because I beat him by two points. It wasn't like I was, you know, I dominated him with Jamar Chase. I beat him by two points. It was complete luck, and I probably wouldn't have won had the game not gone into overtime. So well, you're welcome. But we were talking about the run game a little bit. Chase Brown, Joe Mixon, both got eight. Both got nine touches. They split it. They had 18 touches total split in half. Um, the math was not mathing there for a minute. Joe Mixon, great game, multiple touchdowns, phenomenal. Uh, did not really expect to see that. O-line played great for the run game, too. I rewatched the entire game yesterday, the all-22 footage. And then I... Went through and edited out the clips that I wanted. Don't know why I didn't just do it as I was watching it. Got to think synergy here. Didn't, was not thinking. Yeah, so you probably know that game like the back of your hand. I could probably tell you what happened at the two-minute warning of the second quarter, and you could probably tell me what the play was, right? I can't tell you the time codes because the All-22 doesn't have the time codes on it, but I, right. if I see a play and where they are on the field, and I know generally where in the game they are, I can maybe tell you what happens. But Crazy crazy um anyway the o-line had some great blocking uh jordan battle played fantastic but chase brown was the real star chase, chase brown man he i was watching him and i was like this dude reminds me of isaiah pacheco the chiefs running back because really he's a little he looks like a little dude but he like finds his hole and he doesn't like stutter step at all he just runs right at the defender and he's like i am going to take so you with me what? i was just gonna say he's kind of like jalen warren in a way i don't know if you've ever watched jalen warren footage but you definitely should he's a Steelers running back he's right. the backup he does he's five eight and he does the exact same thing gotta love all love to those short running backs out there they don't get as much love as they should yeah i mean so chase brown is five foot nine 212 uh, let me see what isaiah pacheco is i know pacheco's kind of so He's smaller than Pacheco because Pacheco's 5'10", 216. And he just bold Like, he was like, I am going to take you with me or I'm going to go down. He went right at the hole. Joe Mixon kind of sometimes gets a little nervous. He's a very patient runner, but sometimes he gets caught up, goes going back and forth and doesn't go anywhere. Um, I really like seeing that out of Chase Brown. Chase Brown had some very explosive runs, very exciting. And honestly, like you said before, if we had used the run game against the Steelers, we probably would have won. 100%. And I... Uh, I hey, meant, hey, you, hey, you live and you learn. 
you got another game against the Steelers coming up in the next couple of weeks, and Kenny Pickett may not be playing. So here is your chance to beat the Steelers at home on December 23rd and get a Bengals Christmas miracle. Who knows? Maybe at that point in the season, like over the next couple of weeks, you know, because what, between now and there's, what, two games? So it's because we play we play the Patriots tomorrow, and then we play the Colts, I believe, and then the Bengals. So, hey, maybe you guys will be fighting for that wild card spot at that point. Maybe it'll be a Christmas Bengals miracle if you guys run the ball like 22 times. Dude, I'd love for us to run the ball 22 times. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Um, I'm, just, I'm just pitching the idea, but I, I'm down with it. I mean, all right, no buts about it prediction over under <laughs> Bengals rush 22 times during the game. During... Uh, yeah. Do you, do you think they're going to go over 22 or under 22? Or do you think they're going to hit spot on 22? Are you talking about the Steelers game? Yeah, yeah, the Bengals-Steelers game. Um, combined? I'm not talking about the – Or just, like – No, just for the Bengals themselves. No, but like, I mean, like, mix and Amber. Oh, yeah, 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 split. Like, you know, yeah. So, yeah, probably – I think they could hit 22. I'll take okay. I'll take the over. I think they should run the ball more now that they've seen that. Also, we got this kind of thing going on here. <laughs> what is this? It's, it's not le- oh, you know who this is? Ne- oh, legendary Nick Foles, still one of my <laughs> favorite ever Super Bowl runs. I absolutely loved this Super Bowl run. It actually made my friend a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he is still an Eagles fan to this day. Well, Jake Browning might be the new Nick Foles. If Jake Browning wins you a Super Bowl before Joe Burrow does, that's unbelievable. That'd be that, that, great. It, 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 Joe Burrow is going to turn into the next Carson Wentz. And okay, Mina I don't Kimes, actually mean that. No, no, that. no. And Mina Kimes no, called him mean. a punter. And then she won ESPN Analyst of the Year or something after calling Jake Browning a punter. Well, Ryan Leaf no did punter. not take he, kindly to that, and neither do he's I. He's a winner. He's he is a, a winner. champion. He so, is a or, well, playoff caliber. Well, we, sixth place Heisman voted in 2016 quarterback. Jake right, well, bef- Browning. Okay, but all right, all right, all right. But, but before we call him a champion, let's 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 get you guys in the playoffs first here. <laughs> we're taking what we can get right now i know but you, but like you're winning games you won one game you're not a champion just yet i promise it'll come though it will come we're monday Maybe. night football week 12 champions or week 13 whatever this past sure, week was sure. i mean unfortunately it's not thanksgiving you don't get no uh turkey leg but you you get something you get a nice pat on the back okay. good job browning but but it but it could come it really it, it could be a, a uh, very exciting point for you guys if you guys can just keep up the momentum because now you guys picked up a big win over Jacksonville. You guys can roll with it this coming week uh, against Indianapolis. Might be a really big moment for you guys going up over the next couple of weeks because who do you verse in between us and the Colts? Because, like I said, we verse the Colts we have, like December 17th or whatever day that we is. We have the Colts. Then the Vikings, then the Steelers, then the Chiefs, okay. then the Browns. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how some of these games go. But hey, you never know; crazier things can happen in the Jake NFL. Browning, so. mm-hmm. Jake Browning, Jake Browning, something there. Mm-hmm. People, the Bengals do really well with quarterbacks with the initials JB. Okay. 
Okay. All right. And well, what about Andy Dalton? Bengals legend Andy Dalton. Bengals legend Andy Dalton is in the past. But look, JB, Joe Burrow, Jake Browning. Six. I saw a shirt. It's kind of funny. A little inappropriate, but kind of funny. It said six. Six or nine, we're all just having fun. That's the a bang- great shirt. That the Bengals were selling. I was like. It's not as bad as the ones that I saw in Cleveland. Um, I'm actually going to uh, restrict myself from saying that because some of the stuff on that on those shirts when I went to the Eagles-Browns preseason game in August of 22 were just unbelievable. Uh, the one was about Deshaun Watson's uh, allegations, uh. and um, I don't remember what the other one was, but it definitely wasn't much better. But it was still unbelievably funny, so... You know, I mentioned earlier that I watched the all-22 footage of the Bengals game. Something I noticed, Jordan Battle. We've talked about him time and time again, but he, if he's not a part of the play, he makes himself a part of the play. And he was always in frame, like in almost every play. He would be flying over across the field, get into frame, to finish a tackle or make a tackle. Um, he was very cerebral. That first deep pass of the game from Trevor Lawrence, I can't remember if it was to Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley. I think it was to Christian Kirk. <laughs> no, I think you ended up saying it was Ridley. Was it Ridley? You, you put, oh. I think you put Kirk and then you fixed it to Ridley. So I okay. think it was Ridley. But he – maybe a little bit of P.I. here. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. But he put his hand over the top of his visor so that he couldn't see the ball and then just mm-hmm. took it away real quick, like a little peekaboo type thing. And I was like, that's a really smart play because, honestly, he had been beat on the play when he Ridley turned around. So he was just like, I'm not going to let you see. Hey, you know what? St. Thomas Aquinas legend Jordan Battle showing what he is made of in the Jacksonville-Cincinnati Bengals game on – Monday Night Football. And we have been, I tell you what, I tell you what, Jordan Battle, I knew he was going to be a stud. We have been talking about it. him for a while, and Bengals fans are finally starting to talk about him, and I'm like, we have been saying this for months. <laughs> it's just it's just really funny because nobody will ever understand this, but literally like three or four years ago, for my graduation gift from Connor, who was, who was on the show, he got me a shirt because it was relating to Madden. And the shirt was Jordan Battle. It had Battle on the back. It had a different number because at the time, you know, with my team, I already had, I think, his number at the point whenever I uh, drafted him. But his name was on the back of the shirt, Seattle Seahawks. It says Battle. I literally have a Jordan Battle Seattle Seahawks shirt in my drawer. And it's just so funny to me because he plays for the Bengals and he's not even the number 24. So it's just really the – whole, the whole thing is just really funny to me. But I've been hyping up that man for years. And, oh, I just – I can't get enough of that guy. I, lo- I love – I can't wait to see what he does for you guys, truly. I knew you liked him, and then when he started – when he became a Bengal, I went back and watched some of his college stuff, and I watched him in preseason. I was like, this guy's actually pretty good. He's very smart. He's not necessarily as athletic as Brian Branch was, but he's very, very smart, very good play reader. And he – got to the point where i was watching nick scott and i was just like this 
this can't be worse. Like, Jordan Battle cannot be worse than this, even though he's a rookie. Finally, Lou Anarumo benched Nick Scott and put in Jordan Battle. And what I noticed on the Monday Night Football footage was whenever Nick Scott came into the game to give Jordan Battle a breather or they just need a different personnel or whatever, Trevor Lawrence targeted Nick Scott, but he never really would throw the ball in Jordan Battle's area. And there were a couple times last week and the week before that Jordan Battle should have had an interception and he didn't have it. And I'm waiting. It's coming, Shust. You're going to have to get that shirt or that jersey if it's a pick six. Yeah. What about what about a fumble recovery? Because he almost had one of those against Jacksonville. So uh, we got to figure out like a – Let's like establish sort of, the rules yeah, because, here. All right, so for this season, if Jordan Battle gets an interception, a T-shirt will be bought. Okay. If he gets a pick six, a jersey will be bought. Fumble recovery, that I don't know because it will be like a long sleeve battle shirt at that point. I don't know, a hoodie? I, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I don't know where you would want to, like what would you put in there? How about Go ahead. if fumble recovery or interception is the shirt, Anything that scores points is a jersey. Okay, so that includes a scoop six or a pick yeah. six. Okay, that's that's fine with me, and I will stick with that until the season concludes, and that will also include playoffs and or your Super Bowl run in case Browning ends up as the next Nick Foles, just, just so it's out there. So I can't promise when I'll get it, but I will get it at some point because right now money is a little tight for Christmas. But I'm going to clip we'll... this and put it everywhere just so you know. So. <laughs> Listen, listen, I, I don't like the Bengals, <laughs> but I love Jordan battle. So in my opinion, it's worth it because listen, I, I would probably get, and I don't like Alabama either. Like I don't like the Crimson Tide. I'm not a Obama. I'm not, I'm not a rural Tide guy, but listen, college committee made the right choice. It doesn't matter. All that I care about is the fact that I would be willing to get an Alabama jersey that has Jordan Battle on the back of it just because of Jordan Battle. Like, I am not passionate about this player. So. Jordan Battle oh. is a dude. Yeah. Confirmed. We got a little bit of time here. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football. This uh, hyped-up game of Thursday Night Football. And I'm going to show you what – I mean, you've seen it, but – what sure have, they put on the broadcast last week to hype up this game. Oh, Bill yes. Belichick's Patriots against TJ Watts Steelers. Uh, we're just going to go head to head here. And you know, it's always been my personal like thought that, you know, a team's offense is bad when they put a different player in other than the quarterback is the face of the franchise. So, okay, we've got T.J. Watt here, which, fair, he's probably better and more well-known as team's MVP than Kenny Pickett would be considered. But how bad does a team have to be that they put the head coach? Well, you could have put, like, literally any other player. I mean, their defense has not allowed that many points this season. I mean, granted, they're not winning games, but their defense isn't terrible. They're, like, the only – they're the only team – to have allowed three or three games with less than 10 points and not have a winning record yeah. in any of those games. 
that's what I'm saying. Like their their defense isn't bad. So you could have put any one of those defensive players on there, but instead you put Bill Belichick's Patriots. That just that's kind of like a slap in the face to like all of those players. Like I get it. Like Mac Jones. Like you don't want to put Bailey Zappi. Like there's some players on there. Like I mean Ramondre Stevenson maybe a stretch. Like there's some offensive players you probably wouldn't put on there. But like come on man. Like who do you put on there on defense? Um. I mean, there's got to be somebody. <laughs> I mean, they're bad. Uh, what about um, what about like Jabril, like Jabril Peppers? Isn't he? Isn't he doing well this year? Jabril, he's doing like decent. Jabril. Yeah, he's the guy who he said you're lucky. I was gonna say, ass. yeah, and I was gonna to say apologize. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't want to screw his name up with like Julius Peppers or something like that. So I wanted to make sure I got his name right, but that's why I hesitated. But somebody even mentioned Jabril Pepper. Somebody also mentioned somebody else, but I don't remember. I don't follow Patriots football that that heavy, but I know Jabril Peppers isn't bad. You could have thrown him on there. Like, he ain't bad. He's a safety. Like, I don't know. I mean, TJ Watt kind of makes sense for the Steelers just because Kenny Pickett is in his first year. Obviously, he's not going to be that notable, and I, I don't think Kenny Pickett has reached that, like, level of stardom as, like, maybe, like, a Justin Herbert being highlighted for a Thursday night football game. Or even like going as far as like a you know Patrick Mahomes, you know Jordan Love, some of these other huge names like or bigger names because Jordan Love is. It's weird because Patrick Mahomes is like in a league of his own, so I shouldn't even throw him in there. But like, nonetheless, T.J. Watt is like a big part of our team. But Bill Belichick, I get he's a big part of the Patriots, but you could have at least put a player or or you know what minus that completely. Why didn't you just put Mike Tomlin versus <laughs> Bill Belichick? Why didn't you just do that and just talk about the history that these two coaches have against each other? Because at that point, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the Patriots have costed us like many different times, like different playoff spots. They all costed us the AFC championship one year. Like Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick have history together. Why don't you just put them at that point? What does TJ Watt have anything to do with Bill Belichick? Like that has nothing to do with each other at all. I mean, yes, I get he's the head coach, but it's so stupid to me. Like it just. I, I don't know if this was the NFL doing this or if this was Amazon Prime, but if it was Amazon Prime doing this, this might have been the stupidest thing that Amazon Prime has ever done for their Thursday Night Football graphics. Like, it was just stupid. You, you, you need somebody. Maybe it was the interns. And you know what? If it was the interns, you're learning, and and I appreciate you for, for trying, but don't do this again. They're sending Bill Belichick out as quarterback this week. Did, did you see that crazy, like that wild meme where it was like, it was like they showed this picture and then like the next slide it was like Bill Belichick going up against TJ Watt and it was like him like practicing with his defense and it was like him like I don't know if he like fell over but like he struggled it wasn't really I'll see if I can find it I think it might have been on the Instagram account uh hurdles shout out to Instagram account shout hurdles. Out hurdles but uh yeah I'll have to I'll have to double check but I remember seeing it and I thought it was funny but well, now that we've got now that we're all hyped for this game between TJ Watt and Bill Belichick <laughs> Uh, we didn't we didn't really talk about it as much with the original game. We alluded to it. Kenny Pickett's going to be out. He's going to possibly be out for a long time. Now, you're a huge Kenny Pickett apologist. You mentioned they thought about benching him. You thought that was a terrible idea. Can you tell us why you thought that was a terrible idea? And how do you think not having Kenny Pickett is going to affect the offense? Well, so the thing is, is like with – Currently, with any quarterback being benched or um, injured in any sense, 
especially when they start at the beginning of the season, it's obviously it's obviously going to throw a curveball on the team, just because the quarterback, the starting quarterback, has been working with the wide receivers, the running backs, the offensive line, the tight ends for the entire season, practice, training camp, etc., so on. So obviously it's going to cause a little bit of issues because they're obviously taking, you know, 60, 70, maybe even 80, 90% of the snaps during these practices. So whenever you throw like a, a second string quarterback in there, they're obviously not going to have their feet wet and have the timing down as well as quarterback number one. So in this case, yes, Kenny Pickett probably hasn't been producing to the fullest extent that he possibly could be. But I definitely think that Mitchell Trubitsky is not a better option than Kenny Pickett because unlike Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubitsky, from what we saw last season, cannot typically clutch up in big moments. And the one thing I will give Kenny Pickett a lot of credit for is last season, he has clutched up a lot. I mean, after all, he I'm pretty sure he has a football in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for being the first rookie to have back-to-back fourth quarter comebacks in his rookie season, which is like an incredible, like a crazy thing. I don't know if it's in the pro football hall of fame, but I know he had, he like has that on his resume. So it's very unique. And um, with Mitch, like I saw in like the Ravens game, you know, last season, he threw like three interceptions against the Patriots. We lost 16, 14. He had the opportunity to clutch. He just didn't, you know, and then you throw him in against Tampa Bay when Kenny got, the concussion he clutched up for us we won that game like I get that he does have his clutch moments but I feel like you know even in this game like when Kenny went out he didn't really show me a lot of like promise or anything what what were you I just wanted to clarify that stat it's not the first quarterback to have a game winning drive in the fourth it's first quarterback to have back-to-back back to game, back. I said I said that right now you did. It's a but it's a game-winning touchdown pass in the final minute of the fourth quarter. Not that it was just a game-winning drive. Oh, uh, okay. I think that that I wanted because that's a bit more niche, if you know what I mean. Yeah, clarification. Yeah, so I knew it was something like that, but nonetheless, like he has that cool point on his resume. So he is he can be a very clutch player when given the opportunity or when needed, obviously more or less a lot this season has been reliant on the defense clutching up and they have, but nonetheless, I think with Mitch, like he's a great backup, but he's, but he's very iffy. Like he, he's not going to be some guy that's going to be your golden boy. That's going to get you to playoffs and to the championship. Like if we make playoffs, like I'll be very shocked at this point just because we are seven and five now and we have to be, you know, we have to go and play the Patriots tomorrow on Thursday night, which we do well on, on night games Thursday night. We've had history doing well and stuff, but we struggle against the Patriots. We always do no matter how good or bad they are. We always struggle against them. We play them tomorrow night with Mitchell Trubisky in. Then we play Indianapolis. Who's been, you know, fighting for that wild card spot. It's not looking too hot on that game, especially when you're traveling into Indianapolis. Then we come home and play Cincinnati. At that point, you know, obviously we beat Cincinnati away, but if you guys are lighting it up in a couple of weeks, we might be SOL. And then you move even further. Like, we don't know how long Kenny's picket's out for, so let's just say Mitch just starts for the rest of the season. I hope that doesn't happen. But then at that point, then you go up against, I believe it's Seattle? Um believe it's seattle 
So, and then we play. So, if, if we play Seattle, then that team is they're decent. They're they're not bad. Um, so, but we've never won a game in Seattle. Steelers have never won a game in Seattle in franchise history. I'm almost positive they've never won a game in Seattle. That's I have to see. Time to go uh, yeah, to Google. Look, yeah, look that up. But I'm almost positive, or they they don't win a lot in Seattle if if it's anything, because we struggle in Seattle. Let me let me look it up too. Steelers. Um, versus seattle at seattle seahawks l at seattle seahawks l wait who's Ling here this is this is dumb it just is l how do i know it this is the brief hiatus of the show where we try to figure out what chess is talking about okay never mind yeah you guys are tied this... 10 and 10 with them yeah, but we don't know where that comes from. Okay, so at nope, Pittsburgh, you have you have beat them at least once on October twenty third, nineteen eighty three. Okay, nineteen eighty three. I don't know if that's the last time you guys beat them. So that's you beat them. That might have been the last i think that might have been the last time you beat them okay, in seattle yeah, so, okay wait it says yeah 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 yeah. it has been it has to be the last time because we're trying to at seattle when so it this is based i'm looking at the one it's the football database right that's what i'm on yeah yeah so this is based on oh this would be so much easier if it i'm gonna i want to share this with the people so they know what I mean when this is badly. It's just very, it's very confusing. Here's why it's confusing. Lost it just says time. result L in W and like, it doesn't tell you who won. Yeah. But yep. I thought that, cause I don't remember the Steelers beating the Seahawks in 2021, but maybe Steelers, but maybe that was did. at, that was at Pittsburgh. So that doesn't matter. I know, but, but like, it's just really, I'm sorry. I'm just like really confused by looking at this. So, I know we've. It's been a while. If I've come to that conclusion, it has been a while. It's been since my dad graduated high school, actually. So. Steelers record in Seattle. How many times? It's like Seattle. one in a lot of other games. Seattle at Pittsburgh. I guess the Seattle Seahawks are ten and nine versus the Steelers all time. So, yeah. Well, this doesn't help me. They it just oh wait wait, wait. yeah maybe it does. Yeah, it says nineteen eighty three, and then in nineteen ninety three they won, and then in nineteen ninety four they won, two thousand three they won. In Seattle, yeah, these are all in Seattle, and then 2015 they won. So it's been it's been a while. I we don't we don't we have never. It's not that we have never won there. We just don't win there a lot. So last time we won there was 1983. So it's been a while, but nonetheless, we versus Seattle, who we haven't beaten in Seattle in a very long time, and then we have to finish off the season against Baltimore. 
So at that point, maybe they've clinched playoffs or maybe they're fighting for, you know, you know, the number one seed. I don't know. Jake Browning for that. So, but nonetheless, like we're in for a tough run here. I mean, like a lot of people said that it it was going to probably be like a cakewalk, but after losing to the Cardinals and losing Kenny Pickett, I really don't know how much faith I have in the team as of this moment. We'll see a lot tomorrow, but I'm not expecting a whole lot from the game. So, but we'll see because it's what it's Mitch versus Zappy. Yeah. Right now. So Zappy, yeah, Zappy starting. Okay. I just, I don't know. I'm just a little concerned because I saw what Mitch did last season was not at all impressed what he did. Although he did win us in games. Like he beat Carolina, I think last year for us. And I think the defense beat you guys in Cincinnati last year, even though Mitch was starting. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people will probably hate on me because I said that Mitchell Trubitsky is not as good as Kenny Pickett. But look, at this point, I don't even care at any any like at any point anymore. So throw it in the comments if you hate it. Get me, get me your Thursday night football sound. Give me why, why will because we just had that whole thing trying to figure out when the last time you guys beat the Seahawks was. Give me why is this team better with Kenny Pickett? Why are they worse with Mitchell Trubisky? And then what are you expecting for Thursday night football? So I think the team is better with Kenny Pickett because although Kenny Pickett is not as productive I think that Kenny Pickett does have enough smarts to you know get the ball and he has the most I believe it's the most consecutive completions without an interception currently um so and that's a pretty interesting stat so I think with having Kenny Pickett in there I think he doesn't make as many mistakes I think even though he plays a little bit more conservative ball, he does still air it out when he needs to and when he sees the openings and he's been a lot more opening without Mac with a lot more open without Mac Canada, but we haven't really gotten the chance to see it other than that really nice play to George Pickens in the beginning of the Cardinals game. So we'll kind of never know until I guess next season or in a couple of weeks when Kenny does come back, hopefully. Fingers crossed. But I think with Mitch, I think he tends to make a lot more mistakes and he throws a lot more interceptions. And I think that will be the downfall because the Patriots defense is no walkover defense. They're not a good team, but they definitely don't have a defense that you can just, you know, forget about more or less. So when it comes to this game, I think Kenny would be better because he wouldn't probably be making as many mistakes. But with Mitch, I think he will be making, you know, a decent bit more mistakes. It's like more rookie mistakes that you shouldn't be making. But I don't know. That's just me. I guess we'll see, but that's just how I've seen it over the last, you know, season with uh, Mitchell Trubitsky. And I feel like there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of questionable throws that he's made and like three or four interceptions against Baltimore that it's like, bro, what are you doing? Kind of thing. But when it comes to tomorrow, I think the final score is going to be two to zero. The Steelers are going to win with a safety and that's it. (laughs) Mink is out too. That's, Sorry, then at that point, it's going to be a 3-2, and the Patriots are going to win. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game. I, I genuinely think that it's probably going to be in the low 10s. So probably like a, maybe like a 14-10 final. Maybe if the teams are feeling a little risky, it might be 14-11. 
because somebody goes for you know three field goals and then a and then like or no not three field goals it's what it's like three it's field, field goals goal. and a safety <laughs> no it's well that that but I was I was thinking more of a a field goal a touchdown getting the two point conversion so that if you know they have to do like a, a drive they can just kick the field goal to tie it and go into overtime so if you're feeling a little risky I think it could be like fourteen eleven but. I'm not expecting a very high-scoring game here. Obviously, both offenses are not that high of a production this season. We haven't really seen a whole lot. And um, both teams have pretty good defenses. No matter the record on the Patriots right now, they do have a pretty good defense. I mean, after all that game freaking yesterday, or, well, not yesterday, but a couple of days ago against the Chargers, 6 nothing. Bro, I'll throw in a Madden game for simulation – and the final score will be six nothing, and that'll be over the course of six minute quarters. Six nothing. That's the Chargers. Unbelievable. So I mean, I I don't think this. I mean, I don't think this defense is anything to like, you know, sugarcoat. I definitely think they have their moments where they can be good. So I, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. I really do, and I don't think it's going to be that exciting. And I feel like most people aren't going to tune in because. It should. It honestly should have been flexed. I, I don't know why it wasn't flexed to Saturday or Sunday, but whatever. Sound very enthusiastic about this. I'm excited yeah. to see Bill Belichick play quarterback. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna I mean, be a fun. Shoot, time. I can't I can't wait for Bill Belichick to be on the offensive line against T.J. Watt. Like I think that's gonna probably. I mean, Cole Strange are gonna have some fun there on that O line anyway. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but hopefully we win because that'll really elevate, you know, my belief in the Steelers with Mitch and at quarterback. So, that, I think that's going to be it for today's show. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, nothing else. Thank so. you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed or if you didn't enjoy, please still remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. Subscribing to those channels makes Chuss happy. And as you can tell, he is very sad right now. So make him happy. Our social media pages are NoButs underscore show on Instagram and NoButs show on TikTok. My Twitter slash X is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to, you can reach us at em- and you can reach us. If you would. I very rarely screw that up, but wow, that was bad. If you would like to reach us, you can email you can us. Email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Very good. Keep going. Thank you. That was bad. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description. So check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show or absolutely hated today's show, please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and let us know what your thoughts are because he. He, like, thrives off of the hate and the love. It's all he's got. He, he's been locked in his basement for weeks now, so he needs help. Until next time, go do something nice for someone. <laughs>